0: Welcome to the Start Me Up podcast, part of the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. I'm Kimberly, fully vaccinated Johnson in D.C. Today, my returning guest is Bruno Amato. He is running for Congress against... Kevin McCarthy. He's a Democrat, he's a veteran, he's a working actor, and he was recently endorsed by Vote Vets. He is such an awesome man. I cannot wait to talk to him. But first, the Start Me Up podcast is an independent podcast supported by listeners, and it's woman-run. It's patrons who keep the show going, so I am so grateful for each and every one of you. If you enjoy today's show, visit patreon.com startmeup. You'll see that I offer a bunch of different tiers, including one that has a much shorter Intro and is completely ad-free. I do two free shows a week, Mondays and Wednesdays, and they're followed up by What's Up? A show only by me. Whatever I feel like talking about that particular day, it's kind of like a stream of consciousness. Again, just go to patreoncom startmeup start me up, take a look at the different options. You can always upgrade later. You can also find Start Me Up on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever podcasts are found. Just stop by the iTunes Apple Podcast Store, become a subscriber because it's free. And while you're there, please rate the show and leave a review. Now, please enjoy my conversation with Bruno Amato. Welcome back to the show, Bruno.
1: Hey, Kimberly. How are you?
0: I'm good. And I'm I'm happy to talk to you because you're running against Kevin McCarthy.
1: (laughs) It's like, go, Bruno. (laughs) I'm still running against him ever since the last time we chatted. Yeah. (laughs) Um,
0: Okay. So you were on my show last March. And I have a couple of things that I want to talk to you about before we get into the political talk and everything so first I'm because you're an actor also and I just wanted to kind of talk to you a little tiny bit about that find out like okay so you're campaigning but you're also you I imagine you're also working and I've seen on your social media that you've been in uh, you know I think I can't remember which studio it was but you were posting pictures from a studio so how's that going what's going on what are you doing
1: yeah, so I, I know it's kind of like, you know, it's not easy because, uh, you know, uh, Bakersfield to L.A., mm-hmm. um, it's 100 miles. Mm-hmm. And, um, it, you know, it's a lot. of So I, I do a lot of driving. Yeah, um, yeah uh, but uh, let me see. So, like, yeah, uh, a couple weeks ago, I worked on a, a new show. It hasn't come out yet, but it's, it's uh, going to be called Abbott elementary Mm -hmm. um i think it's going to come out on abc it's 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 kind of about a school in uh, philadelphia like a comedy Mm -hmm. uh and and it's kind of shot like the way the office is or was you know where like people kind of like look at the camera sometimes and are talking to the camera as if they're you know in the scene with them yeah i don't know if you ever watched the office but yes i did i did yeah 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 and uh yeah you know it's just still doing my thing uh I mean, if I could put in a plug, I don't know, but uh, do it. (laughs) You know, uh, November seventh is gonna is the start of Yellowstone. Oh, um, right, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, I'll I'll be in a couple episodes of that. So I'm, I'm, I've been, gosh, you know, we actually shot that, or I did my stuff a a year ago. This month, I was in Montana shooting it, so it's finally uh, gonna make it to the airwaves.
0: So that's November 7th and where does that air? I have to watch that. Where does it air?
1: Yeah, it airs on the Paramount Network.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it looks yeah, good. Yeah, it's really Yeah, most people that have cable, I I think most people like get that channel. I'm right. I'm not 100% sure. I I know my brother in Jersey said it. I think he said he doesn't get it. So, uh yeah. maybe uh, Maybe it's anyway. like an
0: app like um, Apple or something, I don't know, or Hulu. But uh, yeah, that's awesome. And you know what else I just have to comment on is you're a Gen Xer and I'm a Gen Xer and I so enjoy your Instagram page. And partly because, you know, obviously you live in Southern California. I used to live in Southern California yeah. and I miss it like to my core. And so every you put up these videos where you're driving and <laughs> it's either while you're like driving on the freeway or like in the mountains areas, which I mean, I was all over that shit. And then, you know, just driving around the streets of LA and I, and it was so funny because you also add, music and I'm I'm assuming it's music on the radio that you're playing, but I don't either. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I normally like uh listen to uh like the seventies right. channel on serious. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes, because you have like there was one with the horse with no name and my Sharona. And it's like I'll just I'll just be like watching, you know, going through my Instagram feed and there's a video and every time I see one of your driving videos, I stop and then I just like mm-hmm. I get so filled like I get for and I'm like, oh, I miss and then mm-hmm. I always say my old stomping grounds, and I think I've probably written that like forty times on each one of your things because I just yeah, I get I, so lost. I know in- <laughs> I did that one where I
1: was—I was going like west on um, on uh, Hollywood Boulevard, yes. and you were saying, "Hey, that looks like my old neighborhood." I'm like, "Yeah, well, what is your old neighborhood?"
0: Yeah. Yes, because it was right around Stanley, w- right before Laurel <laughs> Canyon, wasn't it? It was right before Laurel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yes. Yeah, and that's right. Where- and it's funny because I lived there. On Stanley, and I think it was 1983 or something, and I was 14, and my girlfriend and I delivered all these. uh, We were we wanted to be, you know, like to earn extra money, and we wanted to babysit. So we went throughout the neighborhood, and we dropped off flyers. And my girlfriend got called in to babysit, so we both went together. And it was so funny because the person that she was babysitting for lived next door to Martin Mull, and he was outside and working in his garage. And I know, you know, I knew who he was from like fernwood tonight and um i just you know because i used to watch that i was like a savvy little kid and i watched it with my mom i used to come on after after mary hartman mary Hartman. oh my god that's so funny you know um who oh who is it you know they're bringing back mary hartman mary hartman no yes and i'm trying to remember the person the whoever they've cast is perfect and i just can't she's she's going in and out of my head and i can't think of her right now but it's like perfect oh. casting so i'm gonna I it'll be that. interesting i used to
1: love that. it used to be such a weird like well even fernwood tonight was like so mm-hmm, weird but like mm-hmm. i i was lucky enough to uh to work with martin mall like about uh i'm gonna say like eight years ago it was a, it was a oh, sitcom wow. it was called dads and he played like one of the dads and uh that guy is the nicest Yeah, he was his really daughter's nice. daughter like a writer like a, a comedy writer but he is uh, I mean I'm not you know I know a lot of people say oh like I met him he's so nice like no that guy right. he's such a great great guy and yeah, the first thing is. I said to him was I loved you on Fernwood <laughs> tonight you know <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> that's so funny because and he, I remember like he was sitting like his garage door was open so he was sitting there and he was working on something and I was always not very shy. So I just walked up and I'm like, yeah. hey, you're Martin Mull. And I started talking <laughs> to him and he was super cool. You know, I don't remember what yeah. we discussed, but he was so very cool. cool. So, yeah, God, I wish I could remember who's playing Mary Hartman, but whoever it is, it's perfectly cast. So that's that's just so cool. So what is your Instagram, just in case anyone wants to go visit you?
1: Well, in all honesty, my Instagram is um, – it's private.
0: Oh, it is. Okay. 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 <laughs> but
1: <laughs> so it, it, never mind. I, I, you know, I mean, if anybody's interested, I mean, sometimes, like, I, I know I get, like, friend requests, uh, mm-hmm. but I don't really, like, look at it all the time. But it's, I think it's, like, the real, like, the underscore real underscore Bruno underscore Amato, something like that. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 Well, I, just, I'm not, like, I didn't big, realize I'm not a big, big Instagrammer, but, uh, me but I, it's funny because, um, you know, Kimberly, like, when I do drive to LA, like i i have this thing you know that holds my phone so like mm-hmm. that so it's kind of like right in front of me but then when i'm listening to certain songs that i like i like hit the thing on your phone that like reverses the screen so right. it kind of films what's through my like windshield yeah. you know and so yeah so it's kind of like i'm driving <laughs> and you're hearing the songs but yeah
0: it's super <laughs> cool i i just appreciate them so much especially considering I miss it there. And I, you know, I don't know that I would move back if I had the option to do right now. I don't because my parents are here and that's where I want to be. Yeah. But it's like, yeah. um, you know, I'm not sure what I would do, but I do miss it so much. It's just like it's, you know, it becomes a part of you. I was there from yeah. nine years old until 2018. And, I, you know, it, it was a long time. So
1: I, oh I didn't know you were there that long.
0: Yeah, I was I was there for like 40 years. So oh,
1: like, yeah, it's, it's like I, in I'm my soul. I'm because I wish <laughs> I lived out here when I was a kid. You know, oh I, man, I was that was in, great. Yeah, I was in California when I was uh uh like 18 years old to like 19 because I but I was down in uh, San Diego, um, you know, on a ship, you know, mm-hmm. when I was in the Navy. Right. So I did have some experience with. California but not LA but oh my god I you know (laughs) I'm like old school like used to watch all those shows in the 70s like you know the Brady Bunch, Rap Patrol, you name it I I I knew watched all those shows and um and it like for me like I you know like seeing that Hollywood sign Mm -hmm. like uh you know every week or so it's still yeah it's Still gets to me, yeah. Like uh, I love. Yeah, love being
0: I, you here. know, it was when I, we lived. My mom moved there because we were from Maryland, and she moved there in seventy-seven, yeah. which was the year that I think American Gigolo came out, and that oh. is so perfectly representative of with Richard Gere. It's so perfectly mm-hmm. representative of what LA looked like at that particular time, because of course it's changed, and um, yeah. but it, and it was so very. I don't know. It was just so very laid back. And I I believe I was so incredibly fortunate. I got to live... The first place we ever lived was in Brentwood. And, you know, my mom was just a struggling single mother. And living in Brentwood, you were... I went to school with people who were, like, crazy wealthy. You know, I mean, they were just crazy wealthy. But I had um, so many opportunities that I could have never had living in Maryland. And and it's not that they were... um, life-altering, per se, but, like, one of the things was my mom's friends uh, – it was a couple of her friends worked for the studios, and so at the time, the shows like Laverne and Shirley and Happy Days and Mork and Mindy and Taxi oh, and all those yeah. shows, they would yeah. have softball games. And so I got to go to those softball games, and it was funny because after the games were over, all the kids would rush the actors and they'd get the autographs, which I did. Mm-hmm. I didn't give a shit about the autographs. I would collect them and, like, throw them away, but I just liked – like being in seeing, like seeing um, Robin Williams and and seeing the stars, and then the other thing I got to do, and I've talked about this before on my show, so I won't get into it too much. But my mom's friend was friends with Nichelle Nichols from Star Trek, and
1: oh, I, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. She uh, played a
0: Huru, I think was the name. Uhuru. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And so I guess she was narrating this movie for the smithsonian institute and they were going to record a song and they had kids recording the song and it, it's like turns out two of the kids were sick and so Nichelle called her friend who you know is my mom's friend and it, i went and this my friend joy went so we recorded a song for the smithsonian institute with um the nelson brothers but they weren't even a band yet you know ricky nelson's sons and they were just nelson and so i was like i got so many cool experiences because i lived in southern california and it's just like i said it's almost like a body part you know you just you it's it's part of you so
1: yeah Yeah, growing up in l.a was great it's such a small world like when you're uh you know when you've been out here for you know a certain amount of years like each the people that you run into and it's just like everybody kind of knows someone yeah you know right yeah it's it's really amazing (laughs) yeah
0: it's so funny all right let's get into um let's just get into it so first of all I want to say congratulations by being endorsed by vote vets that's so awesome
1: (laughs) yeah oh my gosh yeah you know I um you know, VoteVets is such a great organization, and uh, it was such an honor, like, to be endorsed yeah. by them. I mean, like, literally, um, I was endorsed by them like months earlier. It just, it just wasn't like, you know, they have a a certain like rotation where right. they an- make announcements that okay, we are endorsing this yes. candidate, and you know, so I've been like, you know, uh, in touch with them for the past few months and stuff, and um, uh, even before I even got involved with politics at all like I, I i was just you know always a fan of vote right. Vets. always like retweeting all their stuff i mean you know yeah. they're just such uh the guy john salts who um is the main guy of vote vets mm-hmm. uh you know who was on with uh rachel maddow a lot like mm-hmm. especially like when we um, pulled out of afghanistan <laughs> and um yeah i mean the whole organization up and down is just fantastic yeah so that was that and and like all the guys that they that they endorse are just, um, you know, I mean, me, I, I was a veteran, but it, I mean, it was, you know, a, a while back. I mean, mm-hmm. and, but a lot of these guys that they endorse are, you know, guys that fought in Iraq and mm-hmm. Afghanistan. And, um, you know, I mean, I was in the service in the early, uh, early 80s. So, you wow. know, uh, there wasn't really uh, these big battles going on that were <laughs> right. going on about 20 years. Yeah.
0: Wow. So. Yeah, my brother was in the Navy. He was a diver. And I don't really know too much. He was on a submarine. And yeah. um, I don't know too much of what he's done because he can't talk about it. I do know what's really cute and funny. And I might have told you this before. But it, when he was a little boy. Um, he used to my father liked to listen he was a my dad was a abc news cameraman so and he always listened to news radio and my brother would fall asleep listening to news radio when he was like six years old and so Mm -hmm. one morning my brother came down for breakfast and he looked very serious and my dad's like what's going on what's wrong and my brother goes i'm really concerned about what's going on in the middle east (laughs) and then it was so funny because (laughs) as an adult he he was in the navy and i know whatever he did he was over there he did stuff yeah. over there, and I mean, I just, you know, he can't tell me, so, but it was just, it's like, it doesn't surprise me, because he's like a little brain, and he he would listen to news radio, and he understood what he was hearing when he was six, and he was really concerned. <laughs> it's like, yeah. and then. Like, went, how old something. is your brother? Uh, I Let me think. Um, he's 40. He just turned 40.
1: Oh, okay, so he, yeah, he's way younger than me. All right, because I was going to say, like, you know, I I wasn't on, on I wasn't stationed aboard submarines, but I, I was stationed aboard two submarine tenders. And those are like the, the ships that submarines kind of pull mm. up to and, yeah. and we're like the supply, uh, you know, I was a, I was a torpedo man. So I would supply yeah. submarines, um, you know, with torpedoes. So, mm. uh, but yeah, I mean uh, it's, yeah, I mean, just that your brother was on submarines, like if yeah. he were older, right. like he would know this, he would, his sub probably was close to the, cause two of the submarine tenders that I was, um, station aboard they were actually even in world war ii like that's how old these ships were like now they don't exist anymore like now they're you know not only decommissioned i'm sure they're you know uh, people are using them now in their razor blades when they shave in the morning because (laughs) that i'm sure went went to scrap like
0: (laughs) yeah right wow yeah yeah so wow um, the last time you were here, I was asking you about doing town halls and stuff. So, have you done any town halls?
1: Uh, no, I haven't done any town halls. Uh, but like this weekend, we're doing a big canvassing mm-hmm. uh, thing here in uh, Bakersfield. So, um, uh, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll be going around talking to people face to face, which, uh, hmm. um, I guess it's similar to a town hall but no we we haven't done any town halls yet Mm um i I mean i I don't want to say it's like too early because i guess it's never too early but um you know there's uh there's still another year to go exactly and um i I don't know you know all that's involved with putting together a town hall i mean it's not like um i mean i I could do a town hall and you know we could talk to people and they could give me their concerns it's Mm -hmm. not like I could actually do anything about it at this moment, right. you know, cause I'm not a Congressman of course. <laughs> so, uh, it's not like, uh, you know, this other guy who hasn't held an in-person town hall in 12 years, right. um, you know, which to me, I- I've already stated, if I were ever to become Congressman, which I hope, hope to be, yeah. um, you know, I'd hold like at least four a year. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, to me at least for a year, mm-hmm. I-, I can't see how every, um, congressman doesn't hold 12 a year because yeah. i would just think once you can't month, meet yeah. with like the people you represent once a month but mm-hmm. you know so i'm figuring all right four times a year that's four times more than he's done <laughs> in, in 12 years yeah. so yeah
0: wow now are have you had the opportunity to talk to voters yet like tell us where you are in this process i don't i've never run for office so i know hmm that you know you announced what was it earlier this year so what is it that you're doing right now
1: yeah so so right now I mean yeah I do talk to people because you know we do um you know like you know uh these phone calls where like Mm -hmm. I call up people and I actually talk to them or sometimes like the thing I've been doing is like people that have donated you know of course when they donate through like act blue Mm -hmm. um on most of the people we get, like, you know, their at least their email and maybe phone number, not at all. Uh, Cause not everybody right. puts their, uh, their correct yeah. email because <laughs> some people don't want to be bothered. But, right. um, you know, so I, I try to call people and, uh, especially, the ones that are from my district and just ask them like, you know, what are their concerns? What are their Mm -hmm. main issues that they're, uh, you know, concerned about? And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'm getting a great feel. And I mean, like a lot of people are motivated to get this guy out because you Mm -hmm. know, I mean, he's on the news every day. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know kimberly like here's the thing so like this district it's kind of it's a red district i mean there's Mm -hmm. no doubt about it of course like we're gonna have this redistricting that's going on and i don't think we'll find out the results of that until around january so but everything and everybody has said that it it should turn this district bluer which would be a big help to (laughs) me um so uh yeah i mean i'm 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 hoping that uh that happens and and um you know and and between now and uh next november um of course i you know i, I may have a primary too i mean I, I'm, I'm not sure so but right. so at least from now till next july or next november or whatever uh you know we, we just keep moving forward and um and more gets exposed uh with this guy mccarthy especially through okay. the uh you know these january 6 hearings which of course he's threatened telecommunication yeah. companies to not turn over any phone records. And it, it's like, why wouldn't you want your phone records turned yeah. over to show that you have nothing to do with exactly. the insurrection? And yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. It seems like he's hiding something, doesn't it? Uh,
1: yeah. I would think. Uh-huh.
0: You know, I wanted to yeah. ask you though, before we get a little, we're going to, I want to talk about that. Um, but do you notice a difference when you're talking to these people now, granted they're on your side already if they're donating if they're donating money to you um but are you noticing a difference in their concerns versus what you see on social media
1: well i'll tell you this like i've spoken to a lot of people Mm -hmm. who were republicans Hmm. like like in 2016 voted for trump which i think there's i think there are you know many i mean even like uh um, gosh, uh, who was I just thinking about um, that was saying that he voted for uh, Trump? Anyway, I, I speak to a lot of uh, Republicans uh, or who were Republicans who, who vow to never vote Republican again wow. after what happened on January 6th. Wow. And not only what happened on January 6th, but what McCarthy said on January 6th uh-huh. and how his story changed one week later after you know going down to mar-a-lago and yeah. getting his marching orders right mm-hmm. so
0: interesting mm. but i mean do, do you see like because obviously you're on social media and a lot of us are screaming about merrick garland or um you yeah. know the democrats moving faster on the committee now in your area are you are you hearing those kinds of concerns or are you hearing like stuff for your local just local stuff or a mixture of both? Yeah,
1: yeah, no, I, I, I'm I, gonna say it's a combination of both because mm-hmm. yeah, of course there's there, a lot of people that I, I talk to are concerned about, you know, um, uh, okay, like the, the air quality here is mm-hmm. horrific. I mean, right. mean, it's like the, there's so many times like last month, especially where, you know, I normally like going on these like long power walks. Mm-hmm. I couldn't go out. I couldn't leave my apartment. Like I had to stay home because it's like, wow. I don't want to live to be walking and breathing in all these yeah. pollutants. And, um, you know, so I, I think that like, you get a rating like, and I think anything over a hundred is bad. And I, mm-hmm. I, I think there were, we had days where it was like 500. Oh my of course, God. It's, you know, yeah. It's really, you know, um, and it's not just because of the, you know all the oil production that is done here it's like this you know climate change which yeah. uh causes you know all these fires that are mm-hmm. uh, you know that there used to be like a two or three month fire yes, season I know. now that's like eight or nine months i know where we are so it's like constant like polluted air i mean the water here in bakersfield itself has this chemical called chromium six Oh my god! which yeah it, it um Increases your uh, chances of getting um, uh, all these different cancers thirty times. Oh my god! I didn't even yeah. know that. I, yeah. So it's like it's like little little things like that, and little things like you know the COVID, uh, the COVID hospital rate right here is like number one. Hmm. Uh, besides California, I think it's like number uh, I don't know. It, it's in the top ten, like hmm. in the nation. Like the you know, literally they had to call in the National Guard to help at the hospitals and they put out a statement, um, like a few weeks ago saying, do not even come to the hospital unless it's like a life threatening, you know, um, injury or whatever. Um, to, in other words, stay away. Like, you know, and you would think people getting sick, Mm -hmm. dying of COVID that maybe this guy would, you know, I don't know, make a PSA announcement saying, Hey, you know what, maybe, um, you should go get vaccinated. No people here, you know, for the most part, they think vaccinations are, you know it's it's really crazy it's so uh, sad
0: the disinformation that's disinformation going on. Disinformation or
1: it's... just non-information i mean this right. guy yeah he, he he doesn't he doesn't say don't get vaccinated he just says nothing right wow and that's, and that's what he also says about you know um the the droughts that we're having and mm-hmm. this uh you know his nothing just nothing I mean, he he does these photo ops. Like I saw, yeah. I saw he did some photo ops yesterday. It's so funny. He did one photo op with veterans uh, yesterday in Washington D.C. Of course, whenever the veterans come around, he tries to get in the mm-hmm. photos with them. Yeah. And yet, he voted uh, with every other Republican yesterday against uh, increasing the debt limit, yeah. which would pay for um, you know every veteran's benefit. Mm-hmm. Uh, VA hospitals, uh, soldiers. Mm-hmm. And, then he, uh, and then he did another photo op at some farm yesterday with, I guess, the two owners of the farm. Of course, two, at least from the photo, look to me, two white folks. Right. Saying that he, you know, he's so proud to be from Kern County, like where all the food comes from. And, like, he doesn't show any of the farm workers who right. are actually picking the food yeah. and yeah because he his term for those people that work on these farms are the illegals yeah he they're not immigrants mm-hmm. they're not hispanic or whatever they're the illegal so yeah. of course he he doesn't want you know to upset his fan base <laughs> to have a photo taken with him next standing next to any illegals,
0: illegals yeah who are are absolutely not taking over the the jobs of white men. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, I would love to find a, a white guy right. uh, or woman to go go out there and, and break the rash for eighteen hours a day. Uh, yeah, picking fruit. Yeah.
0: Jeez, God, he's such a jerk. So let me just ask you about. I, I want to get your take and your opinion on the whole democratic uh committee or the, i shouldn't say the democratic the democrats on the committee because there's two republicans um for the one committee now i don't know if you saw last week that rick wilson put out uh kind of an yeah. alarmist thread and 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 basically i think he i guess his goal was to pressure them he said that he got uh he had a source, which I think is complete bullshit. I don't think he had a source. I think what he was doing was just trying to exert pressure, which I'm not completely against exerting pressure, Mm -hmm. but I don't like the way he did it considering he is a Lincoln project. And I, you know, I, I know that like, I would rather voters give money to people like you than the Lincoln project, but that's a whole nother conversation. But, um, I know Rick Wilson is, is continuing to post, like he's pressuring the committee by saying day four, no arrests, day five, no arrests. Now, then on the other end of the spectrum, there are lawyers out there on Twitter who are saying, look, this is a process and it's boring and dull. It's not like law and order. And it's so, you know, I, I and I I'm kind of torn. I am absolutely not against putting pressure on them, but I I do realize they have a job to do. Where do you stand and what do you feel is going on and how, uh, satisfied with you are, are, I can't even speak. How satisfied are you with this?
1: Yeah, I I know it it is kind of a tough thing. I mean, I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just thankful for, um, Liz Cheney Mm -hmm. and, uh, Kinzinger, that they're on this, uh, you know, which makes it a bipartisan uh, commission. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, they could have just been like every other Republican in Congress and just uh, yeah. turned their back and they, and they didn't. So as much as I disagree with them on almost every single thing that they stand <laughs> for. Uh, at least, you know, Kinzinger, you know, again, he was a, a, a veteran and, um, yeah. you know, a, total props to him for that. And uh, But, I mean, like, at least you got to say about those two that they, you know, think of our country as more, they think more about our country than getting reelected because obviously they, they both put mm-hmm. both of their jobs in jeopardy because I think they just feel like, um, which I'm, I'm thankful that they they feel that their country is is worth more than their party. Where right. all these other jerk offs like they don't they would never um, put their country before themselves getting reelected. I mean. McCarthy would sell his family, he would sell anything <laughs> he could to become the next speaker of the house. This, yeah. I mean, this is not this is how I mean, look at this, look at Mike Pence, right? They literally right. need to kill the guy,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> and he's yeah. still defending them. I mean, it's like you know, so um, but uh, get back to your question, like, um, you know, I'm kind of frustrated too because I it's like we witnessed this shit with I our know. own eyes, like, yeah. I mean, this guy. Trump out there inciting mm-hmm. these people, and it's like I, I guess, like I mean, I, I, you know, they always talk about the 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 founding fathers. Like, I don't think their their thing of becoming president was was that they felt being president is a, a get out of jail free card. Like, you could commit any yes, crime right. you want, yeah, and we could do nothing. And and I thought, okay, so now that Trump's out of office, you know, he doesn't have that get out of jail free card. It still seems like he has it like i, I don't yes. get it like i i don't know I, I know the process you know moves slow but mm-hmm. um you know uh like with Mueller, um you know it seemed like that was going slow too and and my hopes were that okay well once this thing is done all these right all these people are going to jail and then you know and and then like i i heard him like through all those hearings and mm-hmm. heard him talking and it's it's like you know, I give the guy a ton of respect. I mean, the guy was a hero Mm -hmm. in Vietnam and stuff, but same thing with this Merrick Garland. Like, you know, I, I'm sure they're both great gentlemen and nice men, but like, really like we got to pick like these 75 year old guys to, (laughs) we need some young ass kickers in (laughs) that are going to like take names and, and get, and get to the bottom of this shit. I haven't even seen Merrick Garland's face. I haven't seen him live Mm -hmm. in I don't know, three months. Where is he?
0: I think he's actually going to make some kind of statement. Somebody tagged me in t- on Twitter, and so I don't remember exactly what the deal is, but I think he is going to make some kind of statement, and I totally agree with you there. Um, I will say this too. I think that if the news media did a better job at reporting on what's happening instead of turning it into this horse race, which you know they, they always want to talk about Dems in disarray, when they're really not mm. in disarray, um, maybe they're not going as quickly as we'd like to see them go, but that doesn't mean they're in disarray. And in fact, as at least, you know, in the bigger picture, when it comes to, you know, getting bills passed and stuff, we've got two people. I, I'm sure yeah. there's probably more than just mansion and cinema. There might be a few more flies in the ointment, but really the, the bulk of the party is kicking some ass. I think Biden is kicking ass. He's not perfect, but no president is perfect. So it's like, we got to get off this idea. Like if, unless he does everything fucking perfectly that, you know, he's not a a good president. I think he's a really good president. And I think that, you know, like Adam Schiff, I totally trust Adam Schiff and I, Oh God, there was something about him and I'm, you know, I'm blanking on it too, but I trust him and I trust Nancy Pelosi. Adam Schiff is, he's that strong silent guy you know he 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 looks soft but he isn't soft like he's got a soft meaning when I say soft I just mean he's soft spoken and he seems kind of like a gentle man but but he kicks ass and so does Nancy Pelosi man she is freaking hardcore and so I I feel like I'm not sure how to feel either but I feel like if the press were a little bit more I don't even know what the word is just reporting on things as 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 it actually is as opposed to what they want it to be like the Dems mm-hmm. are in D- Dems in disarray or, you know, they, they paint the Democrats uh, what they've accomplished in a certain way, which is usually not as favorable as what they might. I don't know why. Cause it's like they, like, the, the Republicans call, and I think this is probably why Republicans call it the liberal media. So it's like the media bends over backwards to please the Republicans and to prove that they're not on the side of Democrats, which I don't think that they are. I mean, I, they shouldn't be on the side of either one. They should just re- yeah. be reporting. This is how it goes. And so when, you know, and, and the whole idea of getting all this stuff done, whether it's bill making or committees and all it's like the sausage making is ugly and uncomfortable. And it's not when the media talks about it as it's as if there's all these problems when it's not problem. It's just the way it goes. And it's hard and it's ugly but when you know when we're kind of fed this narrative then it leads us to perhaps and i'm not even saying we are having this but it, it leads to false or i should say it leads to expectations that are unrealistic and will lead to disappointment now all that said i do think there is more that could be done because like you said we saw it with our own eyes we saw the an and i know the feds have um and 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 it's it's also New York and maybe DC. I'm not sure. But they've got Trump's taxes. There's got to yeah. be something there. I mean, we haven't heard anything about that because that's where everybody seems to think if he's going to be punished, he's going to be punished for um for his taxes. But uh, but Adam Schiff did make a statement uh the other day you know where he's like we're not holding back we're gonna we're gonna do this but of course everybody on twitter's like yeah well let's just i'll believe it when i see it and it's like well me too but what do you think they're doing sitting around twiddling their thumbs yeah (laughs) you know i
1: I agree with what you're saying I, i think what the the thing is and and what has people worried is um you know the 22 election is literally one year away yeah so it's not like yay the law has to do its thing. It has to do its thing before the election, because Mm -hmm. if it doesn't, and these people get in power, you know, I I retweeted Malcolm Nance the other day, I saw him on MSNBC, and you know, I mean, it's not just him that thinks this, I, I totally agree with him. If for some reason, we lose the house. Yeah, we're done in 2022. It's over. It's over. So it doesn't. You know, yeah. Law takes time, and and you know, and the justice takes time, and blah blah blah. Well, you know what? Th- that time limit runs out yeah. in November of 2022 because, I mean, if you think it's bad now right. the way our country is going, it's it's done. I mean, the speaker of the house, you know would be this piece of garbage, Kevin McCarthy, which means Donald Trump is the Speaker of the House because Donald Trump will tell him daily, you say this today and that guy will do whatever he's told. So Donald Trump will be the Speaker of the House Mm -hmm. one way or another in 2022 and which will guarantee him because then they'll fix every fucking election. Mm Yeah which is the next one in 2024 and he'll be the president again mm-hmm. and it's over yeah it's over yeah
0: absolutely i mean I, th- I think you're right about that i i do think they realize that um the one thing that i'll say is you know obama was criticized for wanting to please republicans he and and, and in a way i can understand i mean he, he's certainly the no drama obama and again not mm-hmm. perfect but i think i thought he was a good president he's just not perfect because nobody is and he made certain mistakes and you know maybe one thing he did you think is a mistake another thing he did i think is a mistake but the bottom line i think he was a good president but he i think one of the mistakes that he made was trying to please republicans and the mm-hmm. democrats are always chasing after that you know white and the white uned- uneducated voter I think that's a lost cause at this point. I think they need to focus mm. on half the country that doesn't vote. There's a much better... I think you have a much better chance at getting to people who haven't made up their mind than people who already kind of have made up their mind. Or uh, you know, And evidently, there's like the myth of the swing voter. I don't know if the swing voter even exists anymore. I don't know how you could be a swing voter. But um, either way, I think that Biden saw what happened to Obama. I mean, so did Nancy Pelosi. They were there. And they watched what happened during his presidency and how the Republicans were absolutely obstructionists and didn't let him do. I mean, he did. He was able to pass the ACA. But as soon as Republicans took over the House and the Senate, they cut him off. And Biden is aware of this. And I don't think that that, you know, is just going to F- fall away and he's going to forget it. I think he's aware. I mean, and, the, and unfortunately because we have two of these holdouts who are enjoying yeah. their 15 minutes cinema and mansion, you know, he, he's not going to be able to make them. Hopefully he will. Hopefully he's going to figure out that strategic um, whatever it is that he needs to do to get them, you know, to get those voting bills passed. Cause I really think those voting bills are going to make a huge difference they, they, they need yeah, totally, to totally yeah. totally agree with you on that, yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and obviously they need to pass infrastructure. but it's like, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm hoping I, I, I the other thing I just want to throw out there, because i I understand that the Democrats, because they have the power now, and I don't know if there's certain things that they can use that they're not using at this point because of mansion and cinema. but i I think that we are there's only so much that they can do like within our rules and within the like legal bounds. Like they can't just do what Republicans do and start breaking all the rules and breaking all the laws and cheating because then we become them. And they they have to, I mean, it's not to say that I think they should be timid or anything like that. I think they should be aggressive. I think they should be completely aggressive and more aggressive than they've been. But they're working within, like, the legal parameters and the parameters of of rules. And so it's like, you know, they can't... I don't know. What, I, what can they do yeah. outside of what they're doing? And then we've got the DOJ. That's a whole other story. So I'm not exactly sure how this is all going to go with the 1-6 committee and all that. But I do trust Adam Schiff. And we'll see what Garland's going to say. Because, I mean, I, I feel like the rest, I feel like you, I feel like the rest of everybody, like, oh, my God, we need to see something. We need to see yeah. something. Because we, you know, although I think the closer we get to the election, people have a tendency to forget... So it probably is good if more of these kinds of i don't know i don't know if be indictments or whatever coming down in twenty twenty two people it will be fresher in their minds in November, so I don't know there's that argument also
1: so yeah, um, yeah it's it's uh it's it's tough i i mean like i i felt so much hope um
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. i mean
1: when yeah i mean when when biden mm-hmm. uh, you know uh when I, the results started coming in on uh <laughs> You know, I, I felt so much hope, and then he became president. I was, I was, and then, you know, um, in January when uh, Warnock and Ossoff, you know, yes. uh, won yeah. both their seats, I was like, wow, like we have now a 50 50 mm-hmm. and Kamala Harris to break <laughs> the tie. <laughs> we could get some shit done. Right. (laughs) And And then we get two clowns that like, I don't know what, you know, uh, yeah. Like Manchin, I know he's from friggin' Virginia and I think Trump (laughs) wins like four by 40 points there. And somehow he, yeah, uh, again, um, but like really is he any better than, I mean, yeah, I'm sure slightly, he's slightly better than having a Republican Senator. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like there's still, I mean, like for, we could end the filibuster. I mean, mm-hmm. can you imagine if both of these two were literally Democrats and 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 realize that it's not now Democrats versus Republican. Mm-hmm. That's done. Right. There's no such thing as the Democratic Party and the Republican Party. It's the Democratic Party and the radical right
0: yeah.
1: insurrection. QAnon. Yeah. Psycho, <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. Yeah. It's not a party. Yeah, it, they're just. Part, and I don't mean yeah. to call that to like everybody that votes Republican. I, right. I'm talking about the people that are actually in Congress and yeah. in the Senate. I mean, you look at these people: this Marjorie Taylor Greene, mm-hmm. this Jim Jordan, this mm-hmm. Lauren Boebert. These are like the the worst people that could give an f about this country. Mm-hmm. They care less. Like they're they. That they love this Donald Trump guy, this guy that literally tries to destroy the country that did try to destroy mm-hmm. it. And I think he I think he he may have, mm-hmm.
0: you know, mm-hmm. I
1: Yeah, don't know. Well, he, I, well, I know. think
0: with the help of the with the help of McConnell, because it's it's interesting. Yeah. It's like the Republican Party. Obviously, you can go back so far. You could just go keep going back, keep going back. You're going to find things that led us up to where we are now and you can, but you can, we can go back to, to Reagan, but I think that we can, and and way beyond Reagan, but I swear when the tea party got in, this is when it all started. Mm
1: -hmm. And and
0: the thing is the tea party got in and then they secured the lock on Congress the following midterm. So they got in in 2010 and in 2014, they, they secured that lock because democratic voters didn't show up and, you know, they, they took it for granted that we had a Democratic president and that he was black. And they, and I think a lot of people thought, oh, well, you know what? We're good. We've got this Democratic yeah. guy and he knows what he's doing and we don't have to show or they don't even know about it. And, you know, yeah. a lot of people don't even realize that we have midterm elections, which is so sad. The bottom line <laughs> is we have to make we have to make sure to vote. Absolutely. But before I have one <laughs> last thing, I have one last thing that I want to ask you. Um there was a woman at a Trump rally, and she said that I can't remember exactly. I'm not. I don't have it verbatim, but she basically said people are upset. She was a Trumper, obviously, that people were upset, mm-hmm. and there was going to be a civil war. Now, there are a lot of takes on this. Obviously, we're not going to see a civil war like we saw in the 1800s, so that's not going to mm-hmm. be what's ha- you know. Some could argue we have a civil war right now, but it's like a cold civil war because we're not fighting each other. In the streets, or you know, I don't know. I don't know what a modern-day civil war would look like, but like, what are your thoughts on that? And and how worried are you that something like that would happen?
1: Well, you know, it's funny you say that because when you when you talk like that, like that there could be a civil war, and back then, you know, during the civil war, you know, people had like muskets and stuff and now people have like yeah, ar-15s right. and yeah. and you literally see them at the at
0: starbucks yeah
1: at the governor's <laughs> mansion in michigan <laughs> yeah, you know right. they they literally went to to kidnap the governor yeah. there and um and and these people are all um cheered on Mm-hmm by these actual people that are in Congress mm-hmm. that tell them to get your guns. And like, listen to that guy, Madison Cawthorn, yeah. like basically they're calling for a civil war. And the thing is, Kimberly, like, again, this next election is so important. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I, I kind of got a little ting of hope last night. I forget who, who was talking on the news. I was watching MSNBC last night and they were interviewing this one guy. And, and he was saying, um, you know, because of, you know, states like texas trying to take a uh, woman's choice mm-hmm. away that this is going to bring even you know i mean thank goodness for women who save us every friggin' <laughs> election and black women white mm-hmm. women but you know uh women i mean i wish every i i wish our president was a woman i would I, yeah. I i literally I, I just think countries that are run by women just are uh i'm not i'm not just saying it but like seriously um but but as far as like us having maybe a a civil war like i really think if these other people get into power Mm -hmm. there's no stopping them from doing whatever i mean uh you know Mm -hmm. like steve scalise he was on fox news this past sunday and like they you know they're asking him like you know people that are watching Fox news are all these people who look at these Republican congressmen and think that these are the people we should be listening to. And when they get a direct question, like, so do you think, uh, you know, Biden was elected? And he's like, you know, he doesn't say no, but he just kind of throws the, and it's like, are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) Like really you're a congressman and you can't even tell the truth. Mm -hmm. I mean, that would be like me if they, they had me on Fox news and they said, Hey Bruno, was Steve Scalise shot (laughs) a few years ago. And I said, you know what, Chris, I wasn't there. I don't know. Maybe he was. Uh, I saw he was not in Congress for a couple weeks, but like I heard that he was taking classes. So I don't know if he was actually like in a hospital. I mean, like that's how fucking ridiculous this shit is.
0: I, I shouldn't <laughs> laugh because it's really not funny, but it is the way you put it. But it you're absolutely correct. They are I've never seen none of us have ever seen anything like this. We've never no. lived through anything like this. And it's just, you know, we have this white supremacist, it's fascist, it's autocratic, it's an it's like yeah. there are oligarchs and yeah. they're gonna do whatever they can they are not going to stop i mean i think that even if we are to if we win if democrats win in 2022 i i still fear either way i fear some kind of civil war and again i don't know how, when i say civil war i mean i don't even know what that would look like outside of what you just described you know like trying to kidnap mayors or you know mm. some kind of um just like that a couple weeks ago or or it was a couple months ago when that guy uh, was trying to blow up Washington and, yeah. uh, you know, things like that. So you, you might have events where they might go bomb buildings or something like that. I don't know what an, a, a modern civil war would even look like. We have, a, like I said, like a, a civil cold war because I think we're all so divided and mm. it's it's very difficult to... I mean, like I was telling, I had Mary Trump on last week, and I was telling her oh. that, um,
1: and she's yeah. so cool.
0: But I was wait, telling. So
1: her- wait, did you have on anybody since Mary Trump? Between me and her,
0: <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> so- <laughs> okay, I was
1: going to say, man, I was following Mary Trump. That's
0: pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had I had Amanda Sowards on. Now she's she's a friend of mine, but she was on on Monday, yeah. so yeah, that she came in between you. But um, I was telling Mary, and especially because she could understand this probably better than anybody, anybody. But you know, my my relative is a Trumper, and I was telling my relative that that I experience anxiety sometimes and what, you know, what's making it worse is COVID and the fact that I don't feel entirely comfortable going out in Mm. the world still. I mean, I'm vaccinated and I feel more comfortable than I did, but I still, you know, with the Delta variant and everything. And it was so interesting because she just, you, it was like, she clenched up. I could, it's like, she didn't say anything, but I know that it bothered her when I mentioned the fact that I didn't feel comfortable going out because of COVID and, and, and she took that, I think like almost as a personal attack or like it was political because she obviously doesn't have that fear. I, she has been vaccinated, although she said she's not getting a booster, but um, she has been vaccinated and she's all the way down, you know, all the way down and she doesn't watch Fox or she says she doesn't watch Fox, but she listens to the, the news radio which is worse like the right wing radio so whatever she's getting is like distilled like they're they're taking what they said on fox so she's hearing it but she's hearing it through even more extremist opinions yeah and um you know and it was like i i mean in this this it's, it's such like i talk about her a lot because i genuinely love her and she's been a very good aunt to me but totally brainwashed She's so brainwashed. And, I mean, she's not going to go out and fight in the streets. There's no way. She's in her 70s and that would never happen. She's not a yeah. violent person. But I truly wonder, like, what these people um, are willing to do, whether, especially if they lose. You know, I mean, if they mm-hmm. win, then yeah. then they might yeah. not if feel the bring. need, yeah, to to go out and, and intimidate people. But then again, they might because they they want – they're going to know that there's all these liberals – And they're just going to want to go be bullies, but I don't know. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do. But it's really kind of, uh, it's just, it's terrifying where we are. And I agree with you. I mean, obviously, one hundred percent, we have to win twenty twenty two. We have to expand our, um, you know, get more people in the Senate. And I don't want to listen to anybody who's telling us that, you know, traditionally, historically, this happens. Because you know what? I will say, everybody needs to keep this in mind. In 2017, 2018, 2019, and 2020, Democrats won. We made a difference. Mm-hmm. We all showed up in 2018. We had um, record numbers, and then look obviously, at Georgia. Yeah, yes, yeah, for yes, yes. Sure. And and then yes, in 2020. I mean, I don't know that we turned Arizona blue forever, because it'll just depend on what happens next time around. And and we'll see what happens in Georgia, which I think Georgia would be fully blue, but the gerrymandering and all the rules. So, um, yeah, I mean, I I think that the Democrats are motivated. We just have to remember and stay motivated. And, and, you know, I'm definitely going to have you back on um, as we approach the election. I want to hear I'm going to absolutely want to hear what your constituents are saying to you, especially the ones who are independents and not sure what's going on or as the, the, the voters who if, if you have an opportunity to mm-hmm. talk to people who aren't necessarily political um and and hear what they have to say i would love to know what the because they're getting a little bit of information right whether yeah. it's you know whether well, it's just their we, friends. if we were or, to
1: do this uh podcast uh, you know a week later like i could have you know because i said like this saturday we're right. um we, i even like posted it on uh twitter you know we're going to be doing a canvassing uh thing mm-hmm. and uh so we're going to try to get as many people out there as we can and and um you know show them how to um go around and uh there's uh, like an app that uh my campaign manager is going to show them how to use uh mm-hmm. to I, I think like to ha- you know i don't know if it's like to help register people mm-hmm. or to uh, you know whatever it is uh to gather information. But, you yeah. know, uh, just to go back uh, real quick Camille, on what you were just talking about, about like Dems going out in big numbers and, and, but the one difference is, is that if we don't pass voting rights yeah. before the next election, it won't even matter because if you see like they're electing these people on the, the board of elections mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. are like the people that when the votes come in, mm-hmm. and if it's not for the Republicans, they're going to just like say protest or whatever. It. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, w- I mean, it, it's almost that's what I'm saying. Like we we got to pass voting rights because it won't even matter if we come out in numbers because we could win by a landslide. Mm-hmm. And they're gonna they're gonna say no. I mean, yeah. look, it almost happened in Georgia. This guy Trump had these guys on the phone. Luckily, yeah. these guys had a little backbone. Mm-hmm. Like, luckily, they weren't. He wasn't talking to, like luckily the governor of georgia wasn't um kevin mccarthy right exactly wow. yeah because yeah. trump would have said kevin all i need is eleven thousand two hundred and eighty mm-hmm. votes and he would have said no problem mm-hmm. yeah i mean that's what we're dealing with yeah it's only gonna get worse if, if these if these fuckers win again oh or God. if they win in 2022
0: yeah yeah and i, I everybody needs to know that so obviously we're rooting for you here and I'm, I'm grateful that you're taking this on. I'm grateful you're taking Kevin McCarthy on. Obviously I follow you on Twitter, which everybody should follow Bruno on Twitter. What is your Twitter yeah. handle?
1: Oh, thanks Kimberly. It's uh it's Bruno Amato uh, underscore one.
0: So a M a T O.
1: Yeah. T like Tom. Yeah. T
0: like Tom. Bruno. And then what I'm going to do is on my Patreon description, I'm going, I've added all of your, um, campaign information where you can donate and everything. So that's all there. If you're listening on, you know, like another platform, sexy liberal podcast, something like that, just go to patreon.com slash start me up. You'll find Bruno show. If you want to donate, please check them out and follow them on Twitter. Give them support because you're totally awesome. And I mean that sincerely. Mm. Um, I, I, god i hope you win i hope that the uh i hope that that you were talking about how it might change over and become a bluer district so i i also hope that that happens but i just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show and i'm definitely going to have you back
1: (laughs) uh you know this is our second time together i can't wait for our third and fourth if you bring me on a few more times (laughs)
0: absolutely of course i will i probably will like get you at the like start of next year and then as we go closer into the midterms yeah uh we'll do that Yay. And then also don't forget you can find me on Twitter at Author Kimberly, K-I-M-B-E-R-L-E-Y. Don't forget that extra E. My books are on Amazon. And again, Bruno, thank you so much. Kimberly, you're the best. <laughs> thank <laughs> you. Thank you there so you. much. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye.